This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jim Kawakami, the editor-in-chief of the very athletic Bay Area. Jim Kawakami. Tim Kawakami, who's covered the NBA for over two decades, and more specifically the Golden State Warriors over the last 12 years. This is the TK Show. Hey everybody, Tim Kawakam here, TK Show, recording from the home studio, dark and gloomy uh, outside, but very glad to have on a regular guest of mine. I happen to be a regular guest of his, so it's kind of a back and forth here, uh, none other than Greg Papa, the 49ers radio play-by-play voice. Pop, how you doing today? I'm not exactly Steve Kerr <laughs> or Kyle Shanahan. Who's the, uh, Dave Fleming, who's the, who's the person you've had on the the TK show the most would you might think? be Kerr might be Kerr because we pretty much do two times a year so I would say Kerr but you're up there uh, well this Fleming. is my second time this year we, we did yep. it in August remember I know I know right. before you're 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 one right after I got, right after I got back from Vegas and yes. I was going back to Vegas <laughs> uh you get yeah something's going on with your microphone pop you're not you're not coming through loud and clear I'm not What's sure why on? I'm I, I'm my own producer, so we have to make sure the sound is good. I, I got the I, AirPods. There we go. Now we're good. Now we're better. Right? I don't right. think you were talking Sorry. to the microphone there. All, right. All good. Yes, back to Vegas. So let's go back over Sunday. I know you've probably talked about this a ton, but still, like shockwaves from that game. I'm still feeling it. What were you thinking, calling that game in the first half? I mean, I know what were you saying? What were you think? What were your emotions, knowing how big a game this was and how just how poorly the, the 49ers started that game. Well, really the first two, the last two yep. playoff games, yep. uh, the, the Green Bay game was not going well, but I had to keep telling the audience, they, the Niners are still winning. I don't know how they're winning, but they're winning. And then they lost the lead in the second half, but it was never the, you know, the size of the deficit was never like it was against Detroit. And I, I was, I had great respect for Detroit coming into the game. I had seen what they had done throughout the balance in their offense, the ability of their O-line, the running back pair, Amon Ross St. Brown, Laporta, the tight end. I saw it all. Um, but I, I, when you actually see a team come in and just run all over the Niners the way they did, misdirection on the Z-reverse touchdown to Jamison Williams, it was like, wow, what is going on here? And to get down 14 to nothing like that, and then have it continue. The Niners came back a little bit, and then Brock throws the pick. And uh, I thought one of the biggest plays of the game, Tim, right before halftime is when Goff missed Amon Ross St. Brown in the mm-hmm. back of the end zone. Yep. Again, his inability to reset his feet. Um, and it was 24-7 and a half. And 
it seemed like a lot, but you thought they are going to get the ball back to start the second half. But I, and that's a, it, there's a lesson here and games do flip. We see it in the NBA all the time, the three point shot. It happens in football. 17 seems like a lot, but what is it? A field goal and a couple of touchdowns. Yep. And you, you can get it back fast. They they got the ball to start the second half, and they they got the field goal. They they you know he missed Juwan on the high throw over the middle, but they got the field goal to make it a two score game. And then Dan Campbell does what Dan Campbell does, and it just uh, flipped the whole game. And there was so much talk about how Dan Campbell's aggressive and uh, Kyle's not, and they criticized Kyle for the way he handled the Green Bay end of the first half. The, it's he's not going to punt the ball back to the other team and give them a chance to score. Yep. It's like in the NBA. If you got a shot clock down a quarter or a half clock down to 28 and you're inbounding, you don't want to take a layup at 15 seconds and let them come back and make a three. You want to shoot at four or as down to zero as close as you can. And that's just proper games management. And Kyle's so good at that, but uh, you know, Campbell was being lauded for his aggressiveness and Kyle was being criticized for, in a lot of people's eyes, his conservatism. But I think that's the way you have to manage the game. And anyway, now the fourth and two flipped the whole game. And it was Bosa's pressure over Taylor Decker, which forced, again, Goff off the spot. He pronates his wrist and it's a ball that goes over here and Josh Reynolds can't catch it. And then, you know, Ayuk makes this incredible catch whether it's the ba ricochet or the alley ook uh trying to did you call that as a catch papa did you call uh, that yeah, in real time yeah, wow yeah. nice yeah we saw it go i we saw it go off Ildor and tim ryan was all over it and there was a flag initially on the play they wound up picking the flag up and i wasn't sure if he scored but you could see and i talked to brian hampton right after the game which kyle's guy upstairs and yeah there was a point where Vildor hit him with the ball and he went to the ground so he didn't score. And then how about the throw to, to Iuke for the touchdown with yep. C.J. Gardner-Johnson right there? And, you know, he was able to beat Cam Sutton. But to me, where it flipped, and I had my doubts. To answer your question, I thought, wow, they are they are being outplayed, a large degree outcoached. What's going on? But the whole game flipped right then, and, and they made the adjustments. And, you know, Steve Wilkes playing more man, and, you know, Kyle got a handle on it. But I think the bottom line difference in the game was the feet of Jared Goff and the feet of Brock Purdy. Yep, yep. And we had Joe Montana there. And what did, you know, Coach Walsh was always, look at Joe's feet, look at Joe's feet, look at how he does it. And um, Jared Goff's inability to reset in the pocket, even with subtle movement, like the one Domin Ross St. Brown right before half, he, he couldn't get him the ball. The wonder Reynolds on fourth down, the one on fourth down when, Armstead uh, and Javon Hargrave chased him out to his right. Um, he just could not make throws out of the pocket where Brock made him all, all night, the touchdown to Ayuk, how he got away from Melifonwu on the sack to get out to Juszczyk going left. Juice's great catch where he got out to his left and then threw back across his body to Juice for the 22-yarder, the one to Jennings on the one-hand catch, and then there's the flat-out scramblers. You know, the 21-yard run, the 21-yard run, the 10-yard run, uh, all of it. And changing his hands on the third and four right before McCaffrey broke the run down to the goal line. Watch the way he runs with that ball. You think he's a running back, the way he changes 
the ball from one side to the other to keep it away from the defenders. So it wasn't always perfect, but that second half, 27 straight points, Tim, and I think it just came down to Brock Purdy making plays with his legs to scramble, to set up throws, and, and Jared Goff just not being able to do it. Are there things about the defense that concern? I mean, I imagine, I mean, the run defense was not good. 186 rushing yards. You just, we're just not used to the 49ers defense doing that. I've focused on the edge. You know, they're not setting the edge. I think it's a defensive end. Kyle is insistent. It's not usually a defensive end. Is that the, you are there practice. You are there on the X and O's. Is it the defensive ends or is this another kind of breakdown? I think it's a combination. Um, and I think the, the injury to Cleveland Furl, yep. that last game of the year against the Rams, just people are not talking about it. And Cleveland was a high pick. He was the fourth overall pick to the Raiders when Mike Mayock was running the draft with John. And he's a good edge setter. And he's, that guy's a try-hard sucker. He is one of the hardest-working linemen. There was been plays. There was one in Philadelphia where they call a turn and burn. If You know, if the – you, you go up the field and you rush the quarterback, and then if it gets out, you got to turn, chase it down. It could be a screen to a back. He had a couple of plays that's like, where's he going? I mean, it's, <laughs> his effort is amazing. So impressed by that guy. And when he got hurt in that Rams game, the last game of the year, I thought this is now Chase Young looks like the part. He's big and strong, but Cleveland Furl sets an edge in the run game. And then beyond that, now you don't have Chase Young coming in behind with the Bravos, the second team D-line. So there's a trickle down there if he's with the Alphas and starting, and he's also with the turbo package. So, yeah, it was a partly that, and a lot of it was getting you know on the pin and pull where they run that wide run. In the old days, they called it a crack toss. Whatever it is, the outside, whether it's a tight end or a wide receiver, blocks down on the end, and then they get alignment out to pull. The Niners run that play all the time. They, sure. they, they, they major in the pin and pull, which why Jennings cracking and, um, or it could be Ayuk, and then you get Trent Williams or McKivitz or McGlinchey, whoever it was. Um, where it started was Cleveland. And Bill Callahan did it to him over and over and over again. And we know how good Bill is working with John Gruden and being a head coach and being an O-line coach. And now his son's the you know, head coach in the league, Brian. Um, so Bill kind of exposed the Niners early in the year on that play. And then the very next week in Minnesota, Kevin O'Connell runs it on the first play of the game on Monday Night Football. And he worked all week to shore it up. And then it came back out against Green Bay. They ran it over and over and over again. Uh, the, the Lions did a little different version of it. Um, so, yeah, it's not just the end because a lot of times the end will crash down and then you have to come over the top with a linebacker spilling or a safety or a corner, whatever it was. There were times they forced that back inside against the Lions, like Jamison Williams' touchdown. The backside pursuit was not good enough, whether it was lack of effort or just not being alert to the backside and they cut back and – there were some moments there. It's like, what's going on? They fixed it in the second half. But, you know, uh, Andy Reid's going to do it. I go back to when the Chiefs came in in October of 22, Tim. Yep. McCaffrey's yep. first game. And what they ran that game over and over and over again was the jet sweep or the jet pass to McCole Hardman. And there were times in that game where they didn't block Bosa. 
It's called an influence block Mm -hmm. where they give him an illusion of like, they're going to give him a path and he steps up and all of a sudden the wide receiver is going right by him. Carolina ran a similar play that year earlier. The Niners won big, no one noticed, but I remember a couple of plays where they just ran that jet sweeper right by Nick. And now against the chiefs, they did it over and over and over again. And then they were attacking Charvarius Ward. So Andy Reid's one of the best. He's a former offensive line coach, and he kind of brought that whole jet sweep. Uh, and it's a sweep when the you know the quarterback's under center and he turns it hands off. It's a pass where it's in the shotgun, and the, the, the this jet sweeper crosses in front because it's a a forward Shovel. pass. Yeah, yeah. So and he years ago Andy Reid first he brought in Chris Alt, the Nevada coach who invented mm-hmm. the pistol in college. And I'm like, what's he doing? He, he was teaching him the pistol. And then he hires Brad Childress, the former head coach in the league, and they gave him the title as spread game coordinator. I'm like, what's that? And what he was doing was bringing a lot of those college formations. And in high school, they call it a fly sweep, and they all, you know, college does it. Now Andy's doing it in the NFL to the fastest guy in the league, Tyreek the Streak, the cheetah. Mm-hmm. And he's giving him the ball. So they're going to do it in this game. They're going to do all kinds of things. And they've got, they've got you know, Pacheco and they've got Edwards Elaire and they've they got, you know, McCole Hardman's back and they can do all kinds of stuff. So uh, you better be sure if you don't shore up those, those sweeps. Uh, but Andy's going to run screens. He's a great screen quarter coach and everything that they do. So, yeah, um, they, they've got to get that fixed. But it's the end. Start with it to set a hard edge or the corner on that side needs to set an edge and turn it back inside, uh, force it back in and then make the play. But uh, they've got to get that fixed. There's no doubt. It's not going to go perfect every play, but if you're, if you're susceptible to something against a great offensive mind, like Andy Reed and Mahomes and Kelsey, they're, they're going to pounce on you. Yeah. You might be worried about Mahomes too. Obviously we, we go back to that. Super, yeah. That's Super Bowl four years ago. Uh, yeah. But a different team, you know, the, better defensively than they were. Although they played the 49ers pretty good defensively in that game. 49ers had the lead. It was 2010. Uh, but no Tyreek Hill, who made the huge play, right? the, the, the game-breaking play on 3rd and 11 or whatever the hell that was. 3rd and um, 15. 3rd and 15. And, you know, 49ers have a better quarterback. I don't think you would argue with that one than they had in, in that game. How, how do you assess, like, how 2019 kind of impacts or, you know, is related to what could happen in this game? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Yeah, that's so long ago. And it's still Kyle. It's still Andy Reid. It's still Steve Spagnuolo, uh, who's one of the best defensive coordinators. This is his fifth Super Bowl as a D.C. Won two with the Giants away from Brady and Belichick. And, you know, two with Andy. And now he's going on his third. Um, so he's great. And they change things. Their defense is way better than they were in 19. I know the offense says they're not scoring the way they did then. But um, – they're just they're just so efficient. What they did to Baltimore on, on Championship Sunday was amazing. They went right down the field the first possession, converted on fourth down to Kelsey, threw an amazing back shoulder to Kelsey against Kyle Hamilton, the young safety, and touchdown and uh, they just played keep away. And they're doing it differently. They're not throw they're not driving the ball down the field as far as air yards with Mahomes as much because they don't have the speed. They still got, you know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, but they Tyreek, the streak is gone. Um, they, they've got quality receivers, Rasheed Rice. They just do it differently now. So to me, on paper, I think the Niners are better than they were in, in four years ago, five years ago, five, five seasons ago, four years calendar. Um, but because, you know, Brock and Christian McCaffrey, and you didn't have Ayuk then, you didn't have Trent Williams then. And Debo's older and better, and Bosa's older and better. Um, but the um, the defense on third down is not as strong. Yep. I think when you look at the analytics, and obviously in these playoffs, they're getting outrushed. I mean, when does Kyle's teams get outrushed and win? It doesn't happen very often. Very rarely, very rarely. Where, where when they get outrushed, they lose. You did the breakdown. I mean, both games. 
They got outrushed by Green Bay. They got outrushed by Detroit. Now, they ran enough in those games, but the run defense has been spotty after being good most of the year, except for, you know, against Bill Callahan in Cleveland, against Brian Callahan in Cincinnati, in Arizona that one game, and they ran for 234. There's been some moments here. But I, it's the third down defense. The Niners' defense on third down this year, Tim, and I don't have to tell you, you're, you know all the analytics, 42%. Yep. It was 32% in 2019. If you're not getting off the field on third down against Patrick Mahomes, you're not stopping him. So you better get off the field on third down. You got to get off inside the red zone. But in the red zone, now you got to deal with Kelsey and all of his special routes. And then Andy Reid, what kind of plays is he going to run inside the red zone? The snow globe play he ran against the Raiders. Um, the 1946 or 48 Rose Bowl play ran against the Niners. It's like, what's that? Where's, mm-hmm. Where where are they lining up? It was so hard to tell. He gets creative down there, and sometimes you think he overtricks it and they're susceptible to mistakes. They don't make them. So, I, you know, I, I this is the challenge. That I was hoping Baltimore would win the game in the mm-hmm. AFC side, and although they came in on Christmas night and – Bah humbug the, the Niners that night. I, I just thought they could figure out that defense by having a second crack at him. Lamar's a great player with his running ability, but when he gets his back foot on third down, can he execute throws to beat you? Ultimately, he could not. You know, Mahomes can, no matter what the angle, no matter what it is. And I honestly think you got to play coverage against him. It's hard to go get him. The pass rush does not bother him except in Super Bowl 55, the year after the Niners lost Tampa Bay, and their great pass rush overwhelmed him. Um, But beyond that, it's been hard to get to him. I think you have to drop it and cover him. And then what do you do with Kelsey? Do you double him? Do you do do something unconventional and put Charvarius Ward on him and just follow him around? I mean, Belichick, you got to look at what Belichick did to them. Uh, watch what Ella Buffalo couldn't always beat them in big games. They beat them three times in the regular season. I thought McDermott played more coverage against them. Look at what Vic Fangio did, although they lost that game in the Arctic temperatures in the wild card game in Kansas City. You kind of, and then what did their own division do? Raiders did go in there on, on Christmas Day and beat them and scored two defensive touchdowns. So has anybody given you a little bit of a, a I don't want to say a blueprint because it's hard? Um, but, you know, they, they, their offense has been off at times this year. And then the 2019 game, and the personnel's different, and Sal is not here anymore. But I looked up at the scoreboard before they ran the Wasp play on third and 15. They had 10 points. 10 yep. with 7 yep. 13 to play in the Super Bowl. They scored 10 points. They had Mahomes. Mahomes they looked, played Mahomes. Yeah, they may have played Mahomes great. They played him great. He looked confused. He looked confused. Yep. Two he interceptions, was, I think, yeah. He was two. Yep. He was spiking slant routes. He was throwing them in the ground. It's like, what's going on here? And then they make one play, like Steph Curry makes a three, and damn, here it goes. Now you can't stop him. So this will be the ultimate challenge. That why, you know, if they can win this game and win the Super Bowl, but the way they had to come back against Green Bay, to come back against Detroit, and then get over on this guy, he's 14 and three. In the playoffs, the only guys to beat him are Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. It's hard to beat this guy. So this would be the ultimate accomplishment if they can if they can go there and beat him. 
You know, what I remember, I wrote about this at the game, that Super Bowl, was Andy Reid celebrating afterwards and Kyle waiting to shake his hand and having to sit there and wait and wait. And he was steaming, you know, and, and Reid celebrating, nothing, you know, he's got the circle of camera, man around, camera people around him. And Kyle's just standing there at midfield waiting for when Reed can come shake his hand. And finally, Kyle just breaks through the camera ring in order to go get Andy Reed, shake his hand, and get off, get the hell off the field. I say that because, obviously, a huge game. I mean, a very important. Any Super Bowl is a milestone game for a coach. But I think this is like really, really significant for Kyle Shanahan. Could lose. That happens. But you go 0-2 in the Super Bowl. Just given, you know, when he was OC for the Falcons, you lose after being up 28-3, whatever. Nobody's pinning fault on anybody specifically, but there's a magnitude to this for Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I'm not saying it's all over for him if he loses, clearly not, but what what do you think this means for him, just legacy, for career, just the way he's looked at in this league? He's a young man. I mean, he's, yeah. I know he's older now and he's not the youngest guy, but he's 44. So go back to what you were talking about with Andy Reid. And that was a hard loss. Mm-hmm. My God. He had a, he had a a 10-point lead with 7-13 to play in the Super Bowl. They're facing a third and 15, and the whole thing flipped. It's, it's, it's in the, you know, he's lost 28-3 to and all that, but he's the head coach, and that was hard. But the one thing about that was Andy Reid did win, and Andy was 61 years yep. old yep. going into that Super Bowl. Think about the heartache that he had in Philadelphia, getting to the championship game, four years in a row, couldn't win him. He won one. And then he goes and he gets beat by Belichick and Brady and he loses that Super Bowl. And um, all the criticism of him about what a bad game manager he was. And some of it was, you know, I criticized him. He's a great game caller, a great play designer. Andy Reid has changed football in so many ways, like Kyle has in a different way. But he mismanaged games, you know, clock and time, and um, he couldn't get over the hump. Now look at him. He's got two Super Bowls. He's going for a third. He's in his fourth Super Bowl in five years. Now, is Andy Reid the best offensive coach in the history of football, even more than Bill Walsh? If he gets the Super Bowl, it'll be his third. And Bill had three, and it's just different, different era. But uh, he's up on, you know, look at the win total and the – Guys, people don't fire Andy Reid. Philly finally did, but he was there forever. He's been in Kansas City forever. So the point I'm making is, for Kyle, he seems like, I got to win. I got to win now. And he's ready. His teams have been overcooked. They're, they're over-seasoned. They're over-marinated. It's time. They're, they're good enough to win. They've been good enough to win. Uh, and now they're, they're, this, they're loaded. And they don't have a lot of significant injuries you like that Cleveland Furl, but you got Debo back. Your quarterback's healthy going into this game. McCaffrey's always got something, but here he is, and that guy's indestructible. It's there. Now you just got to go do it, but it's them. It's Kansas City. It's Mahomes. It's Andy Reid. It's Kelsey. It's Chris Jones. It's these guys, Spags. They're good. So, I, I, you know, even if they lose the game, Tim, they're going to come back and try it again. But I understand what you're saying. Four of the last five have been agonizing endings. And 20 was, you didn't have a chance because of the pandemic. But um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I think he'll, he'll be 
um, extremely disappointed if they don't win because he has a roster good enough to win. He has coaches good enough to win. He's good enough to win, and it should be his time. And if they do win the game, to do it against Andy and Mahomes would make it all the sweeter. But it's hard. It's a hard world we live in when they they only celebrate the winners and they want to point blame to the losers. It's it's hard. It's a hard world. So it's silly. Yeah. It gets silly too. Yeah, it get it does and get people silly. People get angry. And yeah, yeah. The road to the Super Bowl has been a hell of a lot harder. Then, you know, a couple of years ago against the Vikings and Packers, they just romped all over those guys and then got, you know, thought they're going to win again. And then it got snatched from you in seven minutes. So I don't know. Obviously, he wants to win. McVay's got one. He wants to win. There's no doubt he's a competitive guy and will torment him for hours and days and maybe weeks. And then he, you just come back and you go, you know, go to the combine, you go draft and you do it again. So, but, um, yeah, they're ready to win, but is this the biggest obstacle still on the way? Is the Kansas City Chiefs and this quarterback? He's hard to beat, so you got to figure out a way to get it done. But I think if they don't get it done this Sunday, there'll be Sundays to get it done in in the future. It's not like the window slams shut and all these yeah. guys retire and get traded, and you still got a quarterback on a rookie deal. Um, you can still figure out a way, but I think um, I think they feel like the time is now but they got a tremendous uh, opponent standing them in the, in the way if they win it now it just strikes me like they might win two or three right they, they win this one if you do feel like there's a hurdle cleared but again every every year's hard the afc is loaded uh and will continue to be loaded with great quarterbacks they just added a, a coach i i think i'm familiar with in the la chargers um, yeah. Speaking about a guy who wants to win a Super Bowl, <laughs> that, that that is why five yard line, five yard yeah, line. That's and and that's when you said McVeigh with Kyle. I think of that similar to Jim Harbaugh and John Harbaugh. He literally lost it to his brother. Literally lost the Super Bowl to his brother. Uh, and uh, I thought he would be back in the NFL quicker, but maybe he thought he was going to win a championship quicker at Michigan. But he was going to come back because he wants to win one. Not just because John has one, but that's part of the reason why Jim wants one. Uh, it's just hard for him not to feel that, that that's that's a, you know a, an empty spot on a shelf. Let's talk about Brock Purdy. Always got to talk about Brock. Um, try to spin this a little differently. Um, what did you make? I mean, of Brock telling us, telling Nick Wagner, the ESPN, that Kyle told him in the off season, like I'm going to try. You're my guy. You're my guy. But also, I'm going to call Tom Brady, which. I think we all knew what was going to happen at the time. Tom retired. That made it clear. But Brock had a blown up elbow at the time. They didn't know. They literally did not know when he would be back. And it might not be until like week seven of the season. Turns out it was first day of training camp. But what, what did you make all that? Just the way this quarterback situation happened specific to Purdy, specific to kind of his place in, in, in with that very famous position for not a quarterback and Kyle, the way Kyle Shanahan has kind of run it. Uh, yeah, I, with Brady being available because he, because of the nature of the way the deal was structured in Tampa Bay, they couldn't franchise tag him. Uh, I, I thought um, that he would go to the Raiders in the off season. If he didn't retire, he'd go there. And I think they thought that I think Josh McDaniels and that organization, when they, Wanted to get out from under Derek's contract. I think that's the, where they were to go. Uh, but he had a family situation, and he was going to retire. So, like, Brock took it well. 
his elbow was, you know, the, the UCL was torn. He needed surgery. He didn't know if it was going to be the full-blown Tommy John or the internal brace. They wound up going internal brace, but he didn't know what that was, really. Nick Mullins did it. Uh, Thorson, the Northwestern quarterback, did it, but you just didn't know. So I don't think – and Brock took that well. It's like, okay, it's Tom Brady. I understand. Hmm. Even though I just beat Tom Brady in my first start, <laughs> there were other factors involved. And um, so that wasn't uh, – it was interesting that they would do that. Um, and then maybe Keith wouldn't – you know, there were off seasons where he wanted to come here and they didn't want to go that way at the end of his New England run. So in any event, it was always going to be Brock. Uh, I thought it was fortunate to be able to get Sam Darnold in the building and how that impacted Trey ultimately. But that whole drama of training camp and people not believing in Brock after what he did last year and even the uncertainty of him physically and not being able to throw every day and, you know, two days and then off and or two days and then two days off and until he got rolling. And then in the Pittsburgh game, he played great. His arm did get better later in the year after the, the bye week, and he played great. Um, the, the one game that was out there was the Cleveland game, and I could see it. Uh, he just could not grip it and rip it with the rain, and um, he didn't use a glove that day, and there were four or five throws that he had a hard time controlling and the ball literally falling out of his hand and a pullback. He got him in the field goal range to win, and, and Jake, and that, you know, conditions in Lake Erie was hard, so he missed a field goal, got blown over, blown out and he'd be lows but um i thought he played well against minnesota until he got concussed and then he throws two picks and five throws the cincinnati game he played great his teammates around him didn't and they were tired they looked slow and they they got jumped and burrow was amazing and then at the end he forced a couple of throws because they had to and he got intercepted but after that he played great the baltimore game was really interesting uh because i thought it was more you know, Brock's got to make calls with where to go with the ball. And the first pick to Hamilton was a mistake. He got a little excited and greedy. But then the other ones I thought was just Baltimore. And their third coordinator, Mike McDonald's, now in the lead in the division. He's yep. the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. So they were impressed by that tape. And I was. I thought he did a great job getting to the 49er landmarks, um, showing pressure, then bailing. Brock's undersized. Um, you want to, you know, make the middle of the field difficult for him to see with big guys. That's why blocking Chris Jones in this game and their internal pressure, those speed of their linebackers are going to be critical in the Super Bowl. But um, I thought Brock had an amazing year. It was interesting how he bounced back after the the rain and the way the Green Bay game started, almost throwing a pick to Savage and then uh, figuring out a way at the end. It did not go well for most of the game, but in the end, uh, you know, the one he missed was George dropped one. It was really was seven for seven on the end to run. And in a way, he just brought him back against Detroit with his legs. I said earlier, his feet saved him in that game where Goff, the former number one overall pick, and just not able to reset his feet was the difference. So I think it's all there for Brock in this story. If he goes into Vegas and is Mr. Irrelevant, already to start the Super Bowl, I mean, the best Mr. Irrelevant that's ever been before Brock was Ryan Suckup. He was the kicker <laughs> the for kicker. the Chiefs. Yep. For the Chiefs. And now, you know, they got the, the butt kicker, Harrison Butker. So the story is just amazing. And he's beaten a lot of number one picks, including golf and 
Jordan Love was a first-round pick, and he's beaten them all year. The only one to beat him is Burrow. Uh, and Mahomes was not the number one pick. But if you were to pick right now of all players in the <laughs> NFL, you're taking Mahomes number one. So for, and it's, they're not going to play against each other directly. But it's an amazing story. And I, I go back to our conversations, his first training camp, when yep. I said – He's he's competing with Nate Sudfeld for the backup job. And people were freaking out, like, what's going on? And I saw it in those joint practices in Egan. He jumped ahead of Sudfeld behind that Craig. Was the one. Then, yeah. That was the yeah. one. When you said that, like, he's moving ahead of Sudfeld. Like, there is something going on here. I didn't see it again. You didn't I mean, believe, I said, it. You didn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, I did not. And, I, and honestly, I told people close to me that if Brock Purdy quarterbacks the 49, this was last year, 2022, mm-hmm. we're going to the Super Bowl. And then when they when he got in the game, people were yelling at, "Well, you said he would do it. Let's see if he can do it." I'm like, I don't know. First, that's first what Jed said to that's what Jed said to Kyle. By the yeah. way, Kyle told me that Jed's like, "Hey, you said this guy was good." Well, he threw the you know his first yep. game was yep. against Kansas City. Yep, and he threw an interception at the end of that game. Yep. I I think it was Juwan. Go back and watch that play. I don't think Juwan Jennings stretched out enough. <laughs> and knowing JJ now making one hand catches, yeah. damn. Go get the ball. But it wasn't his fault. But anyway, how do you know? And then he never got a chance to play in the Super Bowl because he got hurt yeah. on the sixth offensive play in Philly in the championship game. But here we are, and he's he's there. And You've been covering sports forever. If he goes in there and beats Mahomes, and let's say he's not going to win the league MVP this year, but if he's named the Super Bowl MVP – and he beats, he beats Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl like Tom Brady did, and he does it as Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, what 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 story? Is this the the greatest rise in Bay Area sports history, even more than Joe? And then yeah, I mean, it's Joe hard to compete. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hard to compete Warner, with Joe. The yeah, story. And the but Warner was not. Warner was older. He was not drafted, and he went yeah. to the Arena League, and he's stocking shelves, but. He was 27 when he got his chance. Brock's still a baby. He's got a baby yeah. face. I mean, this would be one Nick, of the greatest stories in American sports history. No question. You got Nick Foles, if we're just talking about a Super Bowl win, right? Nick Foles, I mean, a backup coming on who and had, had you know, Brad not Johnson. a great NFL career. Brad, I mean, Brad you know, it, yeah. Nick Foles was the MVP. So, you know, you just have certain different stories. But for a, a career, I can only compare it to Montana, really. Like, if he continues to have if he continues to be great or even gets even better, that storyline against the backdrop of a career, like the emergence of this superstar out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden he's a superstar for a long time. That's the one I would compare it to. That was the highest rated Super Bowl of all time, right? 49ers Bengals that year. I mean, right. they'll never, yeah. they'll never be one rare rated highly. There's more TV sets now, but yeah, never one higher rated. Different. Yeah. Television's yep. different now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it will be something that is, you know, epic, you know, era defining. You know, it, it will always, we'll always remember that. I think we're going to remember that NFC Championship game too, Pop. I really do. I think like there's a chance that the Super Bowl has started kind of dud compared to that, just because of the emotions of that. It'll still be the Super Bowl. It'll still be huge. I don't know if you can match that kind of drama for it happening that quickly. Uh, and Brock Purdy emerge, you know, playing not great and then emerging out of that and playing the way he did. We'll see. Well, I got to ask you, Pop. Pop in Vegas for I don't know nine days. What is it? What, going Sunday spot? with the team, yeah. and I'm going to be on a wraparound, uh, flying home Monday after the game. 
So eight or nine nights in Vegas. Am I going to be able to make Oof. this? Yeah, I mean, wow. what's what's the spots? What's the, what's the Vegas well, spots that you're hitting? Well, it's quite different the last time I went to Vegas for the joint practices mm. when they wouldn't let me roam the field <laughs> yes, there. I that. And now the Raiders, the Raiders have to vacate the facility, yeah. and the Chiefs are taking over know, the facility, and we're going to UNLV and. Yeah, we're gonna have fun. I got so many people coming down. I gotta, I gotta make sure I'm on top of my game for Super Sunday. But mm. um, it's gonna be so fun. There's so many spots to go to. So you're a man of of the world and the power of your TK podcast. <laughs> I've been trying to get into Delilah restaurant in Vegas for like the last five years of my life. I can never get in. So I'm looking at the menu and I have a good idea what I'm gonna order. Go, but go. the issue is now: is it almost impossible? Uh, I don't Super even know Bowl that week to get a, yes. you got to, you would love it there. And if I, if you could help me, if somebody's <laughs> listening to the TK podcast yeah. is connected to Delilah, cause they got a stage show in there. Oh my. It's, it's more than just Kyle likes his Benny Hanna uh-huh. because you know, dinner is a show. Do you want to go to a show or dinner? You do both, but it's not <laughs> Benny Hanna. It's Delilah. <laughs> it's at the win. It's incredible. So I'm, I'm hoping but this is Super Bowl week, so there's no chance, right? You got Rezos out there. It's like going to the French Laundry. It takes yeah, years yeah, yeah. to get in. But I, I'm thinking the power of the TK we'll podcast see. that somebody connected with Delilah will reach out to you. You'll reach out to me. And I'll pick up your tab, Timmy. You can get us in there. <laughs> that, oh, when are you, oh, now when it's got to happen. Friday, you coming in Friday night? Friday morning. Friday morning. Friday, so Let's go. We can get I, in. I'm in. I'm in. If we get this, anyone listening, you know the great restaurants. All listen to this podcast. Where are we going to start? Are we going to start with the caviar, the caviar service? Jeez. Yes. Yes. That's yes. a little pricey. <laughs> Thirty bucks there. I'm going through the menu right now. So Delilah. <laughs> I've been to a lot of restaurants in Vegas. Never, never been to the Delilah. Can't get in, but. I'm thinking TK can make it happen. Let's make it happen. Let's do people out there. If you know anybody from Delilah, just contact them and say, uh, you know, yeah. tweet over to me, tweet to me, you know where I am and we'll right. make this happen and we'll document it. We will document the Papa Kawakami dinner. We have had dinners before we have, that you have, we have. That you have paid for that. Uh, and, yeah. and so uh, we will and do I this will again. I will take care of this one. If you're able to make it uh, the power of the pot. And you know like what? While we're in Vegas, give us the Mark Davis table. Because I, <laughs> I gotta think he's leaving town. Where, where's he gonna be? Is it's not gonna be a Delilah. It's well, not gonna be a Delilah. Worst, no, is this the worst scenario? Yeah. Raiders. Yeah. Stadium. Chiefs. Forty yeah. ers The two most hated are playing in a Raiders Super Bowl. Who who do they want to see lose more? Got to be the I, Chiefs, right? It's got to be Chiefs, but still, yeah. they don't not they don't have a great love for the 49ers. So certainly, their fans I don't. I know. That. Uh, and I also, know Greg that. Pop, Greg Papa calling the game. That's <laughs> yeah. <It'll laughs> we won't be, get into be, too much of that be, one. It'll be fun. Uh, hey, they got Jimmy Garoppolo. They they they, they got their own. You think Jimmy showing up in the game? We he might. Him. You know, I think somebody could pay him to go there. He'd, he'd probably show up. Jimmy's probably got a connection at Delilah. Hopefully, yes. Jimmy will reach out. There you go. There you go. I know his agent. I know Don yeah. Yee, so uh, we can get get that all set up. All right, that was my favorite restaurant question. So that is the, the version of the question yeah. I ask all my I, guests. It's Delilah. I, we'll, it's we'll... the one I haven't been to. It's my favorite because I can't get there. It's <laughs> you're just, you're just a kid peeking through the glass. That's right, I want to get in there. <laughs> wow. Looking at the menu. All right. Pop, that's a great answer. Uh, I didn't even ask you the question. You came up with the answer. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, as always, 
pop on one of the uh, the most frequent guests, if not the most frequent guests, the TK show. But again, you have me on your show. You just have me thinking that I should have pop on my show. I it's know. just one of those things. It, it happens to work yeah. out. Uh, thank you so much to be on. As always, I will see you in Vegas. Maybe at Delilah. Maybe well, at you Delilah. land, I'll pick you up, and I will take you to Delilah. You want to pick it up? But we got to make it happen. Yeah, Peace we'll make it happen. Magic right. happens. Thanks so much, Pop. Thank you, Jimmy. That's well. the show for today, everybody. Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 